1: She's adjusting. We don't even need to clap today because guess what everybody?
0: We together. We together. Oh
1: I love it. I love it
0: too. It's so nice to do this like in person.
1: I know it's like it makes me not interrupt so much and I appreciate that for myself.
0: Well (laughs) I think it's you know we've discovered that slight delay. Yeah, when you're on the phone, you know, yeah. and so sometimes you can't help it. You're not even actually it's interrupting. It's just the way the audio it's true is coming through. It sounds that,
1: like we're real rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I, co- you know, I'm the one who edits edits it, and so I put both of our audio together, and I'm like, Jesus, Vanya. Like you are talking on top of her, so I have to adjust and make it sound a little bit like so we're not, but guys, just know that we try our hardest. That's right. And we're doing our best. We're just, we love to chit-chat, so it's not surprising that we would talk over each other. We're excited. It's very true. It's true, and I hope that you feel like you're in the same room with us, just being friends and hanging out. Absolutely. Um, We were, I'm not even, I don't even know if we should prep this, but guys, at the end of the month, we are going to actually go to a movie together Yes, and see a... Well, actually, why don't we just tell them? Because then they could also go see the movie. It's called The Lost City, and it stars Sandra Bullock. So this is in like in two weeks, and we also have another fun surprise for you that day. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a fun launch of something, something
0: very something exciting. This way comes, yes, yes. yes. But we're going to the theater, which can I tell you, I have not been to a movie since before the pandemic. Yeah, and even then I didn't go to the movies all that often anymore because yeah. they have made it so easy, and I just like wait a yeah. little bit, and then you can rent it for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been to a theater. I don't know
1: three years. Oh wow, yeah, I love. I mean, I'm I gonna get going nachos. To oh my god, get nachos with jalapenos.
0: I'm gonna get. I don't even want to think about it now because I'm like that's probably gross. And still, oh, pandemic. it's gonna be good. We're but it's, do I it. love I don't when care. you get like the disgusting movie theater nachos, and then there's just that like bucket over by the straws of jalapenos. Oh yeah, I need that to be able great. to pick out. How many I want? Like, I think you can't you just give me a little container. I'll bring a bottle
1: in case, guys. <laughs> a bottle of, a bottle
0: of jalapenos. We just don't in sneak case. in candy. We sneak in jalapenos <laughs> and hot sauce. <laughs> and I got hot, hot, sauce. hot
1: sauce in my bag. <laughs> um, so excited! So see that movie in prep. Um, that episode will drop. I think the 29th? Uh huh. That's yeah. correct. Thank yeah. you. Of and the course. movie comes out on the 21st. So we'll. We're giving you, know. you a whole week to get whole your week. butts to the theater. That's right. Yeah. I'm so excited. It'll be fun. But anywho, um, as y'all are probably listening to this, or if you listen to it later, whatever, this is the time of the year where it is St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Yeah. And, and you're so even wearing green right I now. Know Look I know I am you. because we're going to, right after this, we're going to record our cocktail video. That's right. If you guys haven't watched our cocktail videos, come. Come. Come to Instagram, that's at Rom Crime. Or we TikTok. do we do have a TikTok, guys. We're super cool. Um, remember when I got shamed by a yeah. Gen Z? Anyways, we yeah, can talk why about Why are later.
0: millennials following
1: me? And I'm like, I'm not a millennial. I'm an old lady. Ugh. Actually, you know, I think that I'm just like whoever I am. It's fine. I'm not obviously I'm not upset about it still. Yeah, it
0: doesn't clearly doesn't bother stick me with, at you. At with you. Stay with you.
1: I'm like, you little shit, you can't even drink, so stop watching my video. That's right. But anyways, we're going to record after this. That's why I'm wearing green, because, you know, and, you know, not to, like, appropriate uh, appropriate uh saint patrick's day but you know it's it's a it's a catholic holiday right like is it i i, I actually don't know exactly we i used we both used to work makes, at this it's irish saint bar patrick's mm-hmm. day so it's it probably is. tied into religion it definitely is it's, it's it's definitely for the saint patrick who something about him like casting rats out of the village or something like Ooh. that i'm not sure where green came into play but for this week's uh Rom-com. I have chosen the rom-com movie from twenty ten leap year. Okay, which stars Amy Adams and Matthew Goodman, and also uh, what's the guy? The guy from Parks and yeah, Rec. Yeah. Um. Oh, Adam or, Scott. Adam Scott or yeah, Adam no, Scott. That is his name? I think so. I is, think is so that, too. Is that,
0: is Adam it, Scott. Does that that doesn't all of a sudden doesn't sound possible? But it is. It that is, is definitely his okay. Name, that's
1: because I see it right now. I did write it down. Um. So yes, we're covering and that. John Lithgow, I see. Yeah, he has a he has a moment. Okay, he has a very small moment in this movie, and I'm excited to talk you through it. And full
0: disclosure to our listeners, this is the first time this this has ever happened since we moved to this format. I actually haven't seen this movie, and while I did some research to make sure I understood the plot and all the goings-on so that I could pair it with something. I I didn't find the time to watch it. That's okay. So if you haven't seen it either, we're in the same boat. And I
1: can tell you where you can watch it for free or you know, if you pay for this stream, streaming service. Two places, actually. HBO, no uh, commercials. You can watch it on HBO Max. Uh, with commercials, Hulu subscription. Okay. So it's easy to watch. Um... I'm excited to see what you pair with it and yeah. how you, how you did that. So I can't wait. I guess we could really get into it. I have to let everyone know. Um, my parents were here, so they, that's me opening some Coke Zero. This week's episode brought to you <laughs> by Coke Zero. I know. I just needed it this time. I know, I know soda, pop, whatever you call it, it. Caffeine is really what we're going right here. for here. but I didn't, I couldn't drink any more coffee. So the reason I need it is because, um, can you hear that? Oh. ASMR. Um, <sighs> Is the reason I need it is because last night my parents watched my children, and my husband and I went out, and um,
0: they tied one on. We did. We <laughs> tied it
1: on and off and back on again, and I'm like, and at did the you end, get,
0: did you get turned? I got turned. Oh my god, did I just sound like the oldest lady of all time? Did you get turned?
1: Turned last? Night? Actually, I got fucking pissed. Just oh, I did. there you go. No, you know, like not mad, but uh, drunk. Uh, yes, <laughs> I got drunk, and um, <gasps> it was really fun. And then, well, because obviously my husband didn't get as drunk or, or drunk at all because he was driving. Right. And I was like, stop at the grocery store. I know what I'm going to do for our cocktail. So I can't wait for you guys to. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so
0: excited now. So the cocktail was inspired yeah. whilst you were
1: pissed. Exactly. <laughs> it was inspired whilst I was pissed. All right, so Leap Year, It was it was a movie. It was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> that I will say to you all, it has a rough start. Okay. A little bit. It's a clunky. I wrote a pros and cons list every every week. We do this. I'm like, do I want to include? I actually, am, I'm not gonna include reviews this time because they're just horrible. They're not great. Yeah. I and, I read some stuff. Yeah. Even our friend over at the Guardian, that um, you know, that oh, spicy yeah, little one. dude, his was real bad. He was just like, ripped this one to asshole. Ripped this one. To- <laughs> two assholes he ripped it to assholes he just he was like this movie's for assholes so I am going to uh talk about why I like really enjoyed it in the end but like I said the beginning of the movie it's I find it clunky editing um weirdly like I mean this is probably too much like too nitty gritty whatever but like it's it's as if the camera held on too long in the beginning and too long after at certain moments. Huh. That's why I say the editing needed to be tightened up for a comedy.
0: Okay. Get ready to lose your mind. Guess who I saw walking out of the store carrying that little red bag? Oh my god.
1: So this is for you.
0: Okay, hold on. We gotta work on your surprise face. Ask me, ask me. Will you marry me? Bigger eyes. Oh me. The good news is you have time
1: to practice between now and then. <laughs> They're earrings. Yeah.
0: A little something to keep
1: your ears warm while I'm in Dublin. It is leap year, you know, in Ireland. A woman can propose to a man on the 29th of February.
0: Dad, I'm not going to Dublin. Oh, my God! I'm not gonna die without getting engaged!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're diverting diversion to Cardiff, Wales.
0: Wales? Hello. I need a taxi to Dublin. I'm your man, Mrs. I'll drive you to Dublin. Thank you. I'm going to propose to my boyfriend on leap
1: day. Yeah?
0: Yeah. So I thought, woo! Woo!
1: (laughs) That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) This January...
0: Hi, cows. Let's move.
1: Comes as a real shock to
0: find out that you speak fluent cow. The girl who's always in control...
1: (laughs) ...will find out what happens.
0: You fried my
1: Blackberry. You fried the whole village! When you lose it... Wait! Stop it! The car!
0: My ride!
1: I've got a room. You two are married, aren't you? It's Mr. and Mrs. Okay, Lovely.
0: I just can't wait to see you. You can't imagine what I've been through.
1: You can see right through the curtain.
0: Can you? Can you?
1: No peeking. You're young, married, in love. There was a kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh. Damn it, man. Kiss the girl. Now oh, that's a kiss. Just say yes. Just say there's nothing holding you back.
0: Oh I'm really sorry.
1: Yes. Anna. Will you marry me? This was all I So it stars Amy Adams, who plays Anna, and she's a, a real estate. Uh, she stages. She's a stager for real estate. Gotcha. And she's like very put together and, you know, always plans her life out. And She's type A. Type A, big time. And okay. Amy Adams is. Does a fine job in this. They're in Boston. It's set in Boston. And Adam Scott is played by, or his name's Jeremy in this. He's her boyfriend. He's a cardiologist. And she's waiting for him to get married or to ask her. Okay, so they've been him. dating long enough that she's like, We're gonna totally. Four get years, Avrin. Four years. Four whole years. And they're trying to get this apartment in this Boston uh, townhome or buy it. I don't really know. But the board is like, Hum, hum, hum. Mm. Oh, you're not. But engaged. they really want it, right? Oh, okay. So he asks her for dinner hmm jeremy sorry i'm gonna not call him by adam scott i'm gonna call him jeremy he asks her to dinner and she really thinks that this is it her friend had seen him leaving a jewelry store and she was Ooh, so excited okay this is what she wants um before she goes to the dinner she meets her pop her pops played by john lithgow who is a drunk he's this is why she's a bit a type mm-hmm. because all her life her dad is like Lost their money on, you know, a gambler in the scene that we we see them. It's it's interesting. It does feel a bit like a sore thumb in the movie, but like it's just giving us information that she was from a home that was not super. There wasn't a lot of control. So now she's a control freak. Exactly. And then she does mention possibly getting engaged. And he's like, well, you know, if she doesn't if he doesn't ask, just do what all the other women, O'Brady women did, and you ask, your like your grandma, and you go to Ireland, and on the 29th, which is the leap year, of course, of February... So once every four years, this opportunity arises. That's and true. they've been
0: dating for four years. Exactly. Okay, I see where
1: this is going. Yes. And let me say, if you guys don't know what a leap year is, it I mean, please, I hope you do. But it's, you know, every four years, February 29th exists. I feel bad for the kids who have the birthdays on those days. So if you're listening and you have a birthday on February 29th, happy birthday every day for you. Because yeah. that's not fair. I would
0: just celebrate my birthday on February 28th and March 1st. I'd oh, be like, I, like I have that. a two-day birthday. Yeah. Because... Mine exists somewhere in between these two days.
1: Yeah. And did you know why there is leap years? I had to look it up. I felt like I kind of knew at one point and whatever. It's because, you know, in 365 days, uh, the whatever. Yeah, the rotation of, of the Earth and the sun and exactly. The planets. Exactly. But it's actually not 365 days. It's 365.24 Oh, so that's why it accumulates to a day every a four whole years. extra day, and then there was math included, and then I shut down. Mm. So yeah, you can look. <laughs> I it feel up. like
0: you explained that really well. There's oh. just a little bit extra every year, and then it accumulates mathematically. Yep, yep. To and be then, a whole
1: extra day. Exactly. So this is a special time. It was. It was actually a real thing. Um, it was like let me let me see i, I wrote this down it's february 2029 20, also known as leap year leap day or leap year day is a date added to leap years a leap day okay wait no that's not what i wanted sorry <laughs> wait i want the i want the reason so he's saying it is which is so annoying but like most of the time in ireland only men can ask women to get married which obviously that's not true true but like right. sure you know whatever men have been ruling and so it's like right. men get to make for the most of
0: the, the time of humans yeah mm-hmm. the men
1: do the proposing, and even but, though whatever
0: I mean F you know
1: that. it's and that that's honestly I think that's why I didn't like the beginning of this movie is because she's like so desperate for him to ask her you You're know like just ask him yeah <laughs> if you want to but you know and so anyways in in this um this is like a real tradition that like I guess on leap year a woman can ask a man and it's accepted totally accepted. but isn't it also I I know I just said I didn't see the movie but I did read a little bit about mm-hmm. it
0: isn't it also that she can ask and he is not allowed to say no yeah I
1: think so is that also true I don't know how true <laughs> that is but that feels unfair yeah like, that means every four years Oh, here it is it's called can... bachelor's day oh, okay sometimes known as ladies privilege is an Irish tradition by which women are allowed to propose to men on leap day uh, based on a legend of St. Bridget and St. Patrick, it once had legal basis in Scotland and England.
0: Maybe that's where the whole, like, they have to say yes. Yeah, maybe. The legal basis. Yeah, once. somebody it has to so make So no rules. longer. They're so, no longer required
1: to accept your marriage proposal. Exactly. This Oh, by the way, this was directed by Anand Tucker and also written by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. Okay. I think it's important to know that, I don't know, there's two people wrote it. It feels that way sometimes. a little clunky. Um, So... So he, she goes to this dinner with her boyfriend, uh, right? She believes he's gonna propose, and he buys her earrings. Mm. And um, what a shithead! I know. <laughs> Are on. they nice earrings? They looked like big diamonds. So oh, wow. I mean, hopefully they weren't blood diamonds, but oh, they yeah, were from true. a nice, uh, nice place, I guess. Her best friend or her friend in this is. From it's always sunny in Philadelphia. What's her name? Oh my god! Oh, the blonde girl. Yeah, you're talking about. What is her name? Oh my gosh, I'm the worst because I really love her. Um, anyways, she's like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, she. Play- <laughs> it's it's such a weird because Amy Adams comes off so chaste and like, good, and I think her bubbling or you know bumblingness is annoying to me. So the first half of the movie, I kind of
0: got like, annoyed yeah.
1: by. So the cardiologist gave her that. And then the next day he's going off to Ireland, Dublin, Ireland, for a Her name is Caitlin Olson. Yes. From of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And she's great. I I love her and everything she does, but you know. Um so he's going off to a a big convention for other cardiologists in dublin oh how convenient and it just happens to be while he's there it is going to be the 29th so she's like you know what screw this i'm gonna go meet him in dublin he's already there Mm -hmm. and i am going to propose to him on the 29th and how's the chemistry between the two it's not great i mean they're they're just i mean it's meant to not be great i think yeah he's he's i kept waiting for him to like be cheating on her or something like oh. that spoiler so many spoilers guys uh-huh. so stop and return if you do not want spoilers but he I was waiting for him to cheat on her. he does not it's just oh, like he's just, it's just not into her they're just they're just kind of together for the purpose of like I don't know Go she ahead. wants to get married and he wants to have this nice house yeah okay I think that's it mm-hmm. so anyways as she's chasing him the, she's on the plane and like it is scary the airbag things come down and oh. everything they they're diverted to Wales. And so she's like, No, I have to get to Dublin Ireland. <laughs> I can only do it on the twenty Yeah. And so she's trying to make her way there. And with that, there's like a crazy scene where she's in a boat. Like she she tries to take a train. She tries to she gets on a boat to get to Ireland. So she I mean this I was looking at on you know YouTube. I was like the making of Leap Year, and it was done on a backlot. And okay, but it looks like she's in like a very angry sea. And I was like, she must really want to get married. Yeah, she's like I have to do this. She's determined. So then at one point she um she makes her way to let's see where was it Cork? I want to say no Dingle, a seas- a small seaside village called Dingle, and she walks into this like. It seems like kind of a crappy... um is it like an it's inn? It's like a restaurant and inn. Okay. Yeah, because when she goes in, it's just like a bunch of old men at the bar and Declan, who is played by Matthew Good, which, good for them. This, I I mean, he made the movie because he's adorable. Yeah. And he's also... His character is like kind of brash and... Um, oh, I don't even oh, know. Oh, would like could we say he's
0: probably... The real romantic interest in the oh, film. Oh, yes, he yes. Is. Also, he hated this movie. Oh, I did, I did he read really? that online. Yeah, he was like. I only did it because they filmed it close to home, so I could be home on the weekends. Oh wow! Yeah, he's so, beautiful. He makes the movie. Yeah, I he, thought, I'm looking at his picture right now, and he is absolutely. I think watch so it just hot. for him. Okay,
1: just for him. The set, once you get to Ireland, I feel like then the movie is a bit better. Okay. And then really in the third act, it takes off, and it's giving me all the, all the basically things. all the things I want in a romance, in okay. like in a soft por- core porn. I mean, in a rom com. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <sighs> there was no fornication. In a skin-a-max. Oh, I there's no skinemax happening in this no, one. No, but it's like it's. It's like almost there it's oh, like titillating okay. like the tension is there tension okay. all right tension is side. really important for I a good rom calm um so he's kind of she's kind of an asshole to him and she's kind of an asshole to her or you know they're oh love hate type love thing. hate it's a good meet cute in in like they're dicks to each other she gets a room she tries to plug in her phone to get a hold of her boyfriend and takes the entire city Tire small seaside village electricity out. Okay. Doesn't really seem to care too much. But the next day, she eventually convinces him because we find out that, you know, he's going to lose the inn if he doesn't pay this certain amount of money. Oh. And she's going pay to pay him 500 euro to get her to Dublin. So they get in, their, get in his like shitty car. Um, and she, they they call her luggage Louis because it's Louis Vuitton. But oh, it's okay. like kind of stupid banter or whatever. It's fine. Um, then I would say, so I there's a lot of little things that happen where, you know, she's in heels the whole time. That annoyed me. Right. Like that I was like, pros and cons, cons in the movie. Um, Amy Adams playing ruthless real estate stager slash girl obsessed with marrying her cardiologist boyfriend. I was like boring. Um Amy Adams wearing heels in all kinds of terrain and weather. I'm that's just annoying. Yeah, like
0: you just you don't wear heels like when you're on an angry sea in a boat
1: i think that they were trying to do a lot of cute things here and it was directed 2010 Mm
0: -hmm. yeah they're like this is what women do they run around in high heels
1: exactly and she's running in like mud and the beautiful landscape of of ireland and the marsh and all that not marsh it's like mossy rocks and all that um so let's see here okay it's like, I don't want to give you every single thing, right? But they the, eventually like, her car, his car gets, she kind of wrecks his car because she leans on it while she's trying to get cow poop off her shoe. Car's gone, so they're trying to hitchhike. Um, As they're trying to hitchhike, it starts to hail, and so they run up into this house, but it's actually a church and it, somebody's getting married. Oh, So it's like this crazy moment where he's like, fucking bollocks, and everyone in the wedding turns around like, and is uh, like oh sorry <laughs> play on so they just casually ruin someone else's wedding mm-hmm, exactly oh I'm so sorry let's go back for one second because okay. before the scene before this is they come to a br- bed and breakfast where it's because it's like pouring rain it's just awful weather they don't have the car anymore they can't go and they have to pretend to be married to be able to go to this bed and breakfast because the wife who runs the inn is like really religious. Oh. And so that's kind of a fun, like they get, they have to like pretend to be a married mm-hmm. couple. Mm-hmm. All right. And there's, I really enjoyed, they have a scene where they're cooking together because he's actually a chef. And oh. so they make, I mean, he, he kills a chicken in front of her and they, but they make cook cook Oh, cocoa van. Coco van. Oh my God. I just wanted to eat it so bad. Oh. But there was another couple, an Italian couple. And then the, Owners, the innkeepers, and then them, and they're all having dinner. She staged the table, oh, you know. So he's like, "Is this perfect. what staging is?" And she's like, "Kind of." And he's like, "Hmm." hmm, hmm, hmm.
0: <laughs> but what happens? This is
1: the weirdest thing, and uh, so the innkeeper kisses his wife and he's like married 44 years and it about kisses and then they talk about how important kiss and passion and being married and this and that and so then the Italian couple kiss and it gets like kind of raunch yeah and they're like mm. and they're like okay well now come on you know uh come on son show us how it's done and it's kind of awkward it's just like weird everyone at the table just waiting for them to kiss and of course they do and it's you know there's course, there's some passion yeah there. there's some passion um, and then they ended up sleeping side by side and just wanting each other. Oh. I know, but not doing but anything. But no fornication. No fornication. There was a moment she looked at him. I'm like, those are fuck me eyes yeah. right there. But she didn't. It didn't. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, okay, so this is when they crash the wedding. This is the next day okay. when they're leaving. And there's a point where the bride is toasting her husband. And she says, I think this is like a common Irish toast. But she says, my husband, may you never steal, lie, or cheat. But if you must steal, steal away my sorrows. And if you must lie, lie with me all the nights of my life. And Anna looks at Declan waiting for the snide comment. But he's really like listening now. And the bride continues. And if you must cheat, please cheat death. Because I couldn't live a day without you. And then I just love that. I just thought that was sweet. That is sweet. I looked in at the actual script Mm -hmm. versus like, because I was like, oh, I want to get this right. But in the script... In, in the movie, she's like this chaste, beautiful. She's like, I don't want to interrupt your party, but I'd like to go toast my husband and does it. But in the script, she's like, oi, oi, look at you, wankers, And she does it. It's oh, a different character. Right. They, they went a different way they with They went it. a different way I with I would have liked to see the oi lady. That could have been fun. I think so, too um let's see they dance uh oh this was a big con for me so wait
0: they crashed the wedding and then they stick yeah, around they they oh, And okay. they're like
1: come on in but that is hailing I she guess. gets shit-faced and she accidentally like injures the bride like like we're talking a gash on the bride's forehead and they're oh like it's <laughs> okay it's fine and later on she goes she, she's like i gotta leave the party she's getting drunk Almost kisses him but then wretches, which I'm just like, ugh, throwing up is so gross. But whatever. And like it, she
0: throws up as she's leaning in to kiss. Her. Yeah.
1: Yep, yep, yep. That's very high school of her. It is very high school of her. Type A <laughs> trying to keep her shit together and then losing it completely after she injures the bride. I, I mean, mean help that me. Poor bride and groom. Like, I these know. two
0: strangers just come and screaming out of the, you know, nowhere and yeah. then gash my forehead open. Oh my god. Like, I mean guess you guys are paying
1: for our wedding. Yeah, and they I guess they had to make it more of a docile bride. Because otherwise the bride that they wrote would have
0: yeah, killed them. Yeah. Oh.
1: Um, and then the next morning she wakes up, you know, hung over with his head, with her head in his lap. And um, let's see. Waking up, she turns her head and she sucks his knob off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's still sleeping. Wouldn't that be amazing? I know. He's like, just- wow, we just did <laughs> a big turn. I just wanted to figure out a way to use the word knob. I love it. No, yeah.
0: Knob, knob, knob.
1: Um, okay, so he's actually still sleeping, and when he wakes, she's not there, and he thinks she's got on the bus to Dublin without him, and he, you can see he's just, like, so broken about it. But why? She, like, puked on him. I know, but the chemistry oh, coming. Oh, sorry, they just yeah. they take each other. Yeah. Is, of course. It's, it was written that way, I Yeah, guess. it's a movie. He's devastated. But she actually just went to get coffee, and he's like, well, are you going to get on the bus? Uh, you know, you don't need me. He's like, she's like, I'm paying you to take me to Dublin, and you're taking me to Dublin. So... Then they get there and he, you know, she sees Jeremy and he's like, thank you so much for coming. I mean, he's such a douche in this movie, which is the right character to play. And then he gets down on one knee and asks her to marry him. He does? Yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, it's out of the blue. She's like, wait, what? But she says yes. And she's like, "Okay, this is what I wanted. I guess this is what I'm doing. He leaves. And let me just say one more point that actually we find out. The reason why Declan is so bitter is because his girlfriend, his fiance, mm. and his other business partner—the three of them were partners for the inn that he runs. Uh huh. The two of them, while they were engaged, the other two, oh no, they left and left for Dublin together, together, and he like sexually, sexually together.
0: So his fiance cheated on him with his other business partner. Mm-hmm. And took
1: Brutal. his mother's ring. What? You you know what those rings are called? They're called, you know, the Irish ones? Are they the... Clata. Is, that, is Cl-
0: that the one where you, like, turn it? Yeah. Oh, my sister always wore one of
1: those. I love those. They're so cool. Um, But, yeah, so... He does. He returns to Dublin and Anna's like, you need to get, it's your mother's ring. So we see him meeting his ex. We don't necessarily see him getting it back. It seems like it's almost like a happy meeting. So we are we don't know what's happening. Mm. Oh, she's like, I've been waiting for you to come. Yeah. I've been wearing your ring this whole time. Well, she did say, you know, I never thought you'd come to Dublin. So huh. it leaves us a little bit like what's going to happen. So this is the last act. Here we're in. Declan, or sorry, we're back in Boston now. And... um. Oh, by the way, he does manage to save his bar. He gets enough money with all his patrons and... And the 500 euros uh-huh. she paid him. Okay. And I think... It, I forgot to mention one of my favorite parts about this movie is these old men that just like sit there They're like, you never... You never start a journey on a Sunday. No, that's not right. You never did it on the oh. Sunday. I mean, they're they're cute and funny, but the last act, we are back in Boston and we're at the housewarming party to the place that they did the co-op. Except the board accepted them. They were able to get this gorgeous Boston-like townhome or whatever. It's absolutely stunning. Maybe it's not a townhome, but it was really big and beautiful. Right. And there's a party, and everybody's there, and he very like nonchalantly. Is like well yeah I did I had I asked her to marry me because you know the bo- the woman called and said you know we don't necessarily made it made it clear in a non clear way that if you were married we would accept you oh so he, he says owned- that yes he says that and and it's so upset. she's like wait what and he's like well we would have gotten around to it one of these years and she's like yeah and she's like what the shit hell? all over our engagement I know. adam scott i know it's a dumb whatever but one of the conversations that her and declan anna and declan had uh amongst their journey was talking about like when there's a fire in the house what do you grab and she couldn't necessarily answer that but you know of they got around to talking he was like my loved ones you know the people that you know yeah. you take the people you love so she i'm just Part of me is like, writers, you're dumb. But it's fine. I'm giving it. It's, so does she
0: ask her fiancé she, what he would do? No, she oh. pulls the
1: fire alarm. Oh. And all he does is look for his electronics. And that's when she knows it's not going to happen. Cut two, Ireland. Dibble, dribble, wherever they're... Dingle. You know, dingle.
0: Is <laughs> that really? That?
1: It was called Dingle? That's what it's called in this movie. Dingle, Ireland. She's back. Um, Well... He's, his, he's got a bustling business All knows. right. he's in the kitchen he's cooking the dining hall is filled with people it's happening it's right. good stuff so the journey was better for him than it was for her yeah and all of a sudden somebody uh, somebody sends food back and says that the chicken is dry oh and he's like who the hell and it's her of course and she's like stands up in this moment that's like very rom-commy in front of everybody in the dining hall and is like I have a proposal for you. I propose we not make any plans and we just see how this goes. And he leaves. She's like, what the hell? And (laughs) he just walks out. He just walks away. Yeah. And so she runs out into the Irish setting. It's gorgeous. She runs to the cliffs of this, you know, by the sea. It's like misty and the sun is setting. It's so gorgeous. She's crying. And then he appears and um, (laughs) she's like, he finds out that she did break up with Jeremy. Right. Um, That's good. And he, he's, he the reason he says he rejects her proposal, he says, I don't want to not make plans with you. I want to make plans with you. And then he gets down on one knee and he pulls out his mother's clatter ring. And as the sun is setting through that misty air, he he asks her to marry him. And she says, yes. And then, <sighs> and then we get one more nugget later with the old people, old men saying it's good to get married on a, it's good to get engaged on a Sunday, and then we cut to Anna and Declan in their, sh- in his shitty car that he got fixed up, and there's more like banter where they're just like, it's a little forced, but I, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the movie. They drive off, just married.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't it funny how in like rom coms, people who spend like four days together get proposed like get engaged
1: yeah and they never like even like all bond. the
0: time yeah they haven't even done it yet. i
1: think that's the dream though right that's like the fantasy is like you're so connected with somebody even against all odds and even though you necessarily shouldn't be doing this that's the fantasy is right. like you must you found the you, love you of propose. you found your soulmate right right Dangerous game in real life, but works for the yeah. movies.
0: Well, I was like, you should probably like get to know someone a little bit before you commit your life to them. But um, in the movies, of course. Yeah. Fun little fantasy. <laughs> well, I I will maybe check it out just for the old men.
1: I think for the old men and for... And for Hotty, Matthew everybody. Good. Yeah. Is his name Matthew mm-hmm. Good?
0: Awesome. All right. Well... This was kind of interesting. So obviously I didn't watch the movie, but I did read the plot. Great. So that I could try to tie in a crime. So I went looking for, was there ever like a woman who proposed to a man? He said no and she murdered him. You know, something along those lines. I didn't find anything. So then I was like, has there ever been like a a good true crime story that took place on Leap Day on February 29th? Yeah. Surprisingly. Really? Like nothing major Uh. that, you know, had enough information for me to share a story with i found something interesting in australia there was a girl who was born on leap day and in the court system i whatever crime she committed they were trying to figure out whether or not they should try her as an adult or as a juvenile oh because um it was up to the judge to decide if her birth date would fall on like february 28th or march 1st because she's a leap year Baby or whatever. And I think they went with juvenile, but it was like a very complicated thing for the courts to try to figure out, like, how old were you, Um, which I thought was interesting. So then I was just like, okay. in my Googling of, you know, did any crimes happen on the 29th of February? I did come across an interesting fact, which is that two super, super infamous serial killers were born no way. on Leap Day. So one of them was Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Ew. And the other is the story I'm going to tell you about, which is um, considered, although not true, she is considered the first American female ce- serial killer, Eileen Warnos. Charlene, oh. or Charlene, Charlize, they're on one in Oscar portraying her in Monster. Oh, so yeah. you probably actually do know a little bit about this story, but she was a Leap Year baby. Whoa. Born on Leap Day. Uh. February 29th, 1956, to be precise. So I'm going to tell you the story of oh. Eileen Warnos. So what's interesting, part of the reason why she was such a fascinating case is that, one, there are there are very few female serial killers. And often, women who do kill multiple people, it's more like a black widow or an angel of death, like a nurse that thinks she's helping people out or oh. a woman that, you know, goes through husbands and they mysteriously die. But to actually kill strangers like men serial killers do, yeah. it, she that's kind of why she was considered the first because she killed in, in the same way that like the profiles of yeah. all the male serial killers, like she fit that same profile. So she didn't like poison them? No, she straight up shot them. Because poison is like a big old... Poison is definitely a female thing. Yeah. And within the course of her year-long serial killing time (laughs) um she also escalated much like serial killers do she went from shooting her victims in the torso to then like execution style shooting them in the head which is considered escalation Uh and i guess also they say that females who shoot people often aim for like the heart men aim for the head oh i don't know how true that is but (laughs) i i heard that on a podcast that i was listening (laughs) to about this okay so let's start at the very beginning because one of the things that's interesting about eileen warnos is that she's she's a very um what's the word when it's like it splits people she's a schizophrenic no no not that not, not literally splits oh, her personality. Oh. <laughs> like people are split on like what they think about her she's oh, um not controversial polarizing. she's polarizing so at the time of her trial there was just as many people who were like this woman is like a feminist hero who turned the the tale like turned the story around because again most victims of serial killers are women in sex work who get picked up by some crazy psycho who ends up murdering them. This was a sex worker hitchhiking who then (laughs) killed the men who picked her up. I see,
1: I see. But also
0: she had a really, really horrific upbringing. Um, Not that that justifies becoming a serial killer. Um, But there was a lot of people that were like, you know, the sexual trauma she experienced as a child and then at the hands of several hundreds probably of men in the course of her sex work Uh. that does something to you and um could even maybe be a case for like um battered woman syndrome oh right sure, which has been used as defense before but let's go back to the beginning so um eileen warnos was born eileen carol pitman in rochester michigan as i mentioned on leap day of 1956. her mother uh diane was only 14 years old and um, when she got married to the 18-year-old father, Leo Dale Pittman, Um, and let's see, that was in 1954, so she would've been 15 when she gave birth to Eileen's older brother, Keith, and then um, after less than two years of marriage and two months before Eileen was born, when she was 16, she divorced this dude, but now she's a 16-year-old with two kids like under the age of two. Oh my goodness. Now, Eileen never met her dad, but this guy was no good. Yeah. Bad news. Not only um, did she not meet him because he was in prison when she was born, he was in prison um, for child rape. Oh. He also uh, was diagnosed with schizophrenia, so mental um, health issues do run in her okay. family as well. Um, but he ended up committing suicide in jail, so he never stood trial for his crimes. But by all accounts her mom did the right thing by being like, bye-bye, yeah. Leo I mean, Pittman. 14 years old, you are a child. Yeah, and he was 18. So technically, I'm like, that's isn't that against that's, the law? It is. It should be.
1: I guess Maybe not, not in the in 50s. Michigan. Yeah.
0: Not in the 50s in Michigan. Um, okay, sorry, I lost my place. So when Eileen was almost four, her, her mom abandoned her and her brother oh. and um, kind of just like left them with her parents who then legally adopted them. And uh Eileen didn't even know that her grandparents weren't her biological parents until she was eleven. Oh. Um, so the maternal grandparents were um Lori and Britta Warnos. They were both alcoholics. Uh Lori, the grandfather, was incredibly abusive. Like he would beat her with belts, like but make her take her clothes off to oh. do it. Um, if she didn't address him as sir. Like the littlest thing would set him off. And uh Britta was just wasty cakes all the time and never, ever even attempted to intervene. Uh, she also goes back and forth, um, Eileen does, when she was, like, confessing and telling her story, um, saying that her grandfather sexually abused her, and then she said he didn't, and then she said he did. Clearly something happened. Yeah. Because by the age of 11, um, she's already engaging in sexual activities, like at school and stuff, for um, cigarettes, drugs, and food. I don't think most 11-year-olds know that you can barter with sex unless something has happened to them. So if it wasn't actually her grandfather, it was certainly probably somebody in their orbit. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, one second.
1: No, that's okay. That's just so upsetting. And then by the
0: age of 14, much like her mother, Eileen um, became pregnant, and her grandfather... Was pissed. It says here in the Wikipedia notes that she actually became pregnant because she was raped by the a friend of her grandfather's. Um, other sources I said said that she was raped by like the the local pedophile. I'm like, a local pedophile? Right. Small towns, I guess there's local everything. Um so she's basically sent to one of those like places for unwed mothers. She has the baby, it's a baby boy um he's born on march 23rd 1971 and he's she only gets to see him one time before he is placed adopted yeah Yeah. for adoption um and so she's allowed to come back home briefly but again like they're they're just so horrified that she had this baby and she's just like her mother so they throw her out of the house when she's 15 years old and Mm -hmm. she's living in the woods down the street from their house in michigan like including in the winter time. Oh my God. Um, but she's still going to school at this point. And then at 15, she drops out of school because she gets caught smoking weed by the principal with a friend. And he's like, you can't do that. You're going to be expelled. And she's like, no, I quit. I quit school. I quit. Um, and there's no grownups obviously looking out for her at all. So, um, she basically turns to sex work and crime to survive. Uh, by 18, she gets arrested for the first time. She gets arrested in Colorado. So she kind of has this, um, they call, is it a grif- a drifter? Mm-hmm. She, she hitchhikes. She, you know, she moves around, but not in her own car type situation. Uh, she relies on the kindness of strangers to mm-hmm. explore the country. But she's also, um, you know, working as a sex worker and then, Uh, drugs and alcohol are a problem as well so she is arrested at the age of 18 in colorado for a dui and disorderly conduct and for firing a 22 caliber pistol from the car Uh oh and then she but she didn't appear in court she just moves on like just leaves colorado this is again in the 70s it's a little different in terms of crime like 70s was like The heyday for serial killers because you just cross county lines and nobody realizes there's a connection like, oh, that just happened one county over, too. So in 1976, when she's now 20 years old, she hitchhikes to Florida where she meets a 69 year old yacht club president named Louis Gratzfell. And they get married. So she's Hmm. 20. He's 69. I think we can all kind of gather how that works out in terms of. He gets a hot young wife and she gets money, but um, she ends up beating him severely with his cane because he doesn't give her enough money. He only gives her like $30 a day, which to be fair, if you're the 20 year old wife of a 70 year old retiree, I think 30 bucks a day doesn't cut it like that doesn't feel
1: like even in the 70s. Even in the 70s. Yeah.
0: Um. So he basically, even though he had put, the, he announced their marriage in the local paper, like a picture, like, look at my child bride. I'm so Ew. proud. Um. But he has the marriage annulled six weeks into it after she, you know, beats the ass. crap out of oh him for God. not giving her enough money. Um. So then she goes back to Michigan. So she's just kind of bouncing around, working as a uh, sex worker, um, getting into fights, just generally thinking that, like, Human beings suck because she's not having a very good experience. Yeah, she has not had any
1: reason to think that they don't.
0: Exactly. So then in uh, 1976, when she's back in Michigan, she gets arrested at Bernie's Club. And she's uh, charged with assault and disturbing the peace because she threw the cue ball at a bartender's head. So she's also got a violent streak. Um, and then on July 17th of that same year, her brother, Keith died of esophageal cancer and, um, he had life insurance and it was for $10,000 and he left it to Eileen. And in 1971, $10,000 is the equivalent of $50,000 today. So it's like a really large chunk of change, but she manages to go through all of it in like two months. She buys a really fancy car, which she then wrecks because she drinks and drives a lot. Um, And then she uh, gets a fine. Oh, sorry. She goes through all of it. She buys, like, luxury goods, including that fancy car, wrecks it, and then also has no money, so she has to go back to working. She also attempts suicide in 1978 at the age of 22 by shooting herself in the stomach. And I guess she attempted suicide uh, six times between the age of 14 when she was pregnant and this last attempt when she was 22. Then she's arrested in Edgewater, Florida. So she's been arrested lots of times um, for armed robbery of a convenience store. She got drunk, put on a bikini, walked (sighs) into a convenience store with her gun, and made off with like 35 bucks and two packs of cigarettes. But that's armed robbery. So that's a serious offense. She goes to jail for this one. And she is sentenced to three years, but she only serves one year. Um, So then she gets out of jail again in and out of trouble with the law moving around she's got multiple aliases uh but by the time she's 30 in 1986 she meets 24 year old tyria moore who goes by ty um in the movie monster this is the character played by christina rishi oh right yeah um who was a hotel maid at a uh Sorry, not at a Daytona gay bar. Sorry, that's where (laughs) they met. She worked as a hotel maid, but they met at a uh, Daytona beach gay bar called Zodiac, which also just feels strangely for a serial killer's story, like to meet the love of her life at a bar called Zodiac just felt very cinematic to me somehow. So they move in together and Eileen supports them with the money she makes from sex work.
1: Oh, wow. And,
0: you know, petty theft. So okay, here we go. Though these two get into trouble as well. So why? So while Ty certainly um, doesn't end up becoming the serial killer in the story, she's pretty complicit. Um, mm. And most of what happened in terms of the trial and Eileen going to prison and being sentenced to death for all of this comes from the testimony of Ty, who testified and got immunity for prosecution. Because while she didn't commit any of the crimes, she fully knew about every single thing that was going on and just never said anything and enjoyed the many stolen cars and cash that came along with these crimes being committed. But much like other serial killers that we know about, when the murders started happening, it was an incredibly stressful time in Eileen's life her relationship with Ty the only person that she has ever really loved who's ever really loved her back in her mind um is kind of fed up with the lifestyle like the moving around the you know like no stability and she's kind of threatening to maybe end their relationship there's this apartment they really want to get but they don't have enough money for it and she's kind of like we can't even afford to get like an apartment I just don't think this is working anymore and so we'll call that a stressor okay all right so on November 30th of 1989 She goes out to work, and she is picked up by a 51-year-old male named Richard Charles Mallory. He was an electronics store owner, and by all accounts, he is not a good man. Like, he had been, um, like, in jail for rape, sexual assault, uh, attempted rape, so he's not a good dude. They drive around, and... um, She goes back and forth on this, but he either rapes her or he tries to rape her and she kills him in self-defense or he said something that pissed her off and she shot him because he was talking shit on his wife or his ex-wife and kid. It depends on how she's feeling that day. My guess is because he is a convicted rapist, it's most likely that he either assaulted her and or tried to this first one, the one that triggered the murder spree. Um, and that it probably was, if not completely in self-defense, at least partially motivated by fear that he was going to hurt her. And then also just rage. Like, I will not let these men do this to me anymore, which is very much how it's portrayed in the movie with Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. That, you know, this guy really like, brut- like in the movie, I think he handcuffs her to the car uh. and like brutally tries to hurt her and shows she fights back. We don't really know exactly what happened. Um, And all right, so she shoots him, steals his car. That's going to be her MO. She's going to get picked up, kill the guy, take whatever money she can find, and take his car for a couple of days. That's how that's going to go. Okay. so this all happens in a period of 12 months. Our second victim, and this one is the one that's kind of the outlier. His name is David Andrew Spears. He is a 47-year-old construction worker. And he was driving to his ex-wife's house for his 23-year-old daughter's birthday party. And um, he actually had an engagement ring because he was going to re-propose to his ex-wife and ask that they get married again. And he had $500 in cash as a birthday gift for his daughter. But apparently somewhere on this drive, he saw Eileen on the side of the road, picked her up, which most people... According to Eileen, where he picked her up was only 20 minutes from where he was going, and so it seems kind of like why would he do that? Huh. She says that they uh, they drove out to the woods, they started um, messing around in his truck, and then he suggested that they get into the back of the truck, you know, so they could lay down.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, they both took their clothes off. She then says he tried to sexually assault her, so she shot him. His body is found naked by the side of the road, um, which is kind of corroborates so a lot of people were like he wouldn't do that he was trying to like fix his family life and yeah. she took that 500 dollars too for, oh, sure. for sure but he was naked and it's not like over the course of her um time Serial killing that <laughs> she strips her victims or poses them or does anything like that. she just shoots them and kind of dumps them in the woods. So the I mean, fact that he's just found naked by the side of the road means he probably was naked when she shot him, meaning that they were engaged in some kind of sexual activity yeah. again. Maybe it was his
1: last hurrah. Maybe, you know, and, and who like, knows? One and more sex work.
0: It's just so it's like a bizarre one that people have a hard time understanding because I'm like, by all accounts, like he was a reliable, dependable dude driving to his kid's birthday party and what just decided to stop and pick up a sex worker on the side of the road. But here's another thing that cops started to think is that this is the 90s now, guys. So hitchhikers, they don't get picked up by people. We know better. We've had the serial killer hitchhikers situation thing happening. Right. So cops start thinking, at this point, they haven't connected it. But once they will, they're like, it must be a woman. Because no uh, one's picking up a hitchhiker right now. So maybe it's a woman who looks like she needs help on the side of the road. Which is potentially why he picked her up, but again, found naked. Hmm. All right. Our third victim is Charles Edmund carskidone uh, He's 40. He's a part-time rodeo worker. She murdered him on May 31st, 1990. On June 6th, his body is found um, he had been shot nine times with a 22 caliber and the body had been wrapped in one of those electric blankets and um, was badly decomposing. Now there were a couple of witnesses who saw Eileen in his car. Um, she'd also pawned a gun that she found in his car that'll come into play when she gets busted Our uh, let's see that was was that three? four five six yeah our fourth victim is peter abraham seams so he is 65 he's a retired uh merchant um and basically i think he like now is like a missionary and so when he picks her up there's like a lot of bibles in his car um all right sorry one sec so again, she shoots him. Now, he was driving like a big old brand new Pontiac or whatever. So she really liked this car. Okay. So when she took it, she held on to it a little bit longer. Um, she also kept one of the Bibles that had been in his car in her apartment with her and Ty. Uh, so that is kind of like a trophy situation. Oh. Uh, anyway, she and Ty are joyriding, drunk driving. It happens a lot in this story. In this car, Ty's driving it. They lose control of the car. She crashes it into a ditch, but like in a suburban neighborhood. So like when people come out to help and they're like, don't call the cops. We're good. We don't need help. And then they, someone calls the ambulance and the cops. Yeah. So the ladies take off. And in this car, they find a bloody palm print. And mm. they can link it back to Peter Abraham Seems, However... This guy, um, his body's still to this day never been found. Huh. She said she was so wasted. And she's been forthcoming. They found other people. Uh, she was so wasted at the time, she has no idea where it was. And they still haven't found him. All right, our fifth victim, oh, Troy Eugene Burris, was a 50-year-old sausage salesman from Ocala, Florida. And again, she he picked her up on the side of the road. She drove him into the woods. He was shot twice. All right. The final two victims is, I think, kind of interesting. So Charles Richard, aka Dick Humphreys, was a 56 year old retired U.S. Air Force major, um, a former ch- chief of police, and was currently working as an uh, child abuse investigator, like somebody who investigated allegations of child abuse. Uh so I'm assuming. Do you? I mean, do you think he was picking up? A sex worker or was he picking up a woman on the side of the road that he thought needed help were right. all of these men picking up a sex worker or were they picking up a side a woman on the side of the road who needed help i think the first guy was picking up yeah a sex worker um i think whatever happened to her in that car with him plus combined with all the trauma just maybe she was just like i'm gonna kill anyone who picks me up yeah. yeah um but he is found fully clothed like slumped over in a field but this time, he was shot six times in the torso, but also had a shot execution style oh. to his head. So that's considered that escalation uh-huh. I talked about. Uh-huh. And then our final victim is uh, Walter Gino Antonio, 62, who is a trucker, security guard, and a reserve police officer. So people also kind of say, like, maybe by the end, she when she would find out that these were cops, she was like, oh, that maybe that's where the escalation that came from. She had yeah. a lot of anger towards the poli- police. But um, he was killed on November, or no, sorry, he was found on November 19th of 1990. His body was nearly naked, so maybe. Maybe he wasn't a good Samaritan, and he was found near a remote logging road. Uh, He'd been shot four times. Okay, so as I mentioned, um, when they crashed that car and the police were called and the ladies ran off, okay, these two women, if you Google search I mean, most of you might actually know what she looks like they're distinct looking okay they're not like somebody that's like oh it could be them it's like no that's definitely Eileen okay. that's <laughs> definitely ty um and so police have now connected the fact they have a serial killer they've also worked out that they think it might be a female then they find this car uh, uh that's connected to a missing man who remember though they never found him and witnesses who described these two women. Now they've got a palm print as well. And they found the gun that had been pawned from another victim. In Florida, when you pawn something, you got to give your thumbprint. Oh. Because I guess they just assume you're a criminal. If okay. You're pawning stuff. <laughs> um, and she'd been in jail. So her, her fingerprints are on record. So once they figure all this out, they're they, fig- they like, oh, Eileen Warnos, we got to at least pull her in. She's connected in some way mm-hmm. to this. So they get two undercover cops. Who go by the names uh, Bucket and Drum Drums? (laughs) I was just listening to the last podcast on the left episode of this, and I I've never laughed so hard. I'm like, how do you guys make just tragedy so somehow funny? Uh, But Bucket and Drums were the names the two undercover police officers decided to go with they follow her to this bar where she gets so drunk at the bar she falls asleep in a chair outside and they just let her stay there and they wait until morning when she wakes up and then they arrest her for an outstanding warrant okay they let her sleep they let her sleep kind of nice kind of nice of them okay so at this point she's like not talking but they convince ty who they've also brought in to give her up like, we won't charge you with any of this or an accessory, you know, or complicit if you just tell us the truth. Yeah. So she makes numerous calls to Eileen, um, begging her to help clear her name. Like, I didn't do this. You know, like, help me. Um. And so three days later on January 16th, 1991, Eileen confesses to everything. She claims the men had tried to rape her and she killed them in self-defense. Um... On January 14th, 1992, so she has six, like, different trials because they're all these, or three different trials, sorry, because there's different counties. The Ooh. last four were all in the same county, which is how they figured it out. And then she was never tried for the murder of um, Peter Abraham Seams because they never found his body. But she goes on di- six different t- trials. Uh, she is found guilty of first-degree murder, and she is sentenced to, uh, to death. And, again, um, there are several people, like, you know outside being like this woman's a hero like sex workers you know deserve to be able to defend themselves sure which is true but we don't know if that's what happened yeah. because she goes back and forth back and forth apparently there's a book where she, of letters that she wrote to her childhood friend who remained her friend her whole life named dawn and i think it's called letters to dawn um which i'd like to read because it yeah, sounds it's fascinating. fascinating um and in the letter about this she makes it sound very much like she had just planned on killing someone. And then he pissed her off because he started talking about his stupid ex-wife and stupid kid. <laughs> and then she was like, well, you just added the fuel to the fire. I was already going to kill you. But many people say that by the time she was in prison, she just wanted them to speed it up. And she wanted to die. Remember, oh, she had six yeah. different attempts on her life earlier. And she didn't want to be in prison. She also was analyzed like mentally and uh, scored like a 32 on the psychopathic test. Um, so anything over 30s is, is like true psychopathy. So you're considered like a psychopath if oh, you score wow. over 30. She really? scored a 32. But also she was like mentally competent to stand yeah. trial and all of that. Um, but she, based on her, you know, childhood and everything that went on, she definitely, she she had snapped. Her, her poor little brain yeah. was broken. Um, there were so many people that were like, let us bring in, you know, evidence of past trauma and all this stuff. But she just, She just wanted it done. She wanted it to be over. Um, And so let me find out where we are here. She was finally executed on October 9th of 2002. Um, She declined her last meal and only wanted a cup of coffee. And her last words were, yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie, big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. Um she was only the second woman in Florida and the 10th ever in the US to be put to death once the Supreme Court reinstated or restored capital punishment. And uh, that is the just super Whoa. super sad story of Eileen Mornos and what I think is fascinating about and why, you know, people are fascinated by her is the idea that you know, somebody who works in and se- in, in, in the sex industry like they still have rights you know like their body yeah. is still theirs they can be in the middle of something and then if something turns violent or goes to a place that they don't want it to they they should be able to say no and if the person won't stop they have the right to defend themselves now do they need to kill people absolutely not but i think it's an interesting argument again we'll never be able to know if it's true that if that first victor victim mallory if he really did attack her and it was self-defense after, you know, do you just like trauma compounds, right? Yeah. And it's, it can cause all kinds of things, you know, like you got to protect yourself. Things happen with the brain, people snap, people disassociate. Mm-hmm. And so even if these men other than him were just picking her up to help her out because they thought she like her car had broken down or something that all they had to do was say something that to her was threatening,
1: Yeah, you
0: know, and that would be enough to justify it. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, or have any training or education in this, but that's mm-hmm. kind of what I find fascinating about her is just kind of like if just one freaking grown-up had been there yeah. and stepped in at any point.
1: That is just so awful. It's it's hard to think that kids are not protected. I know. It's really hard for me to wrap my mind around. Yeah. They said
0: that um, her time being pregnant when she was sent to that place for the unwed mothers was actually one of the happiest times of her life because people treated her like, gently and kindly and took care of her and made sure she was fed and sleeping well and had everything she needed. But then, of course, like, the baby's born and she's immediately tossed back yeah. to her horrific home life. Oops. Um, <laughs> and so upsetting. my tie-in was just that apparently two different very famous serial killers were born on Leap Day. Huh. And... It's good tie-in. Yeah, it's my tie-in. That's my tie-in.
1: Oh, my gosh. It also
0: made me kind of want to watch Monster again. Yeah. I know that it's you know it's a fictional or it's a it's a specific take on this story it's not necessarily the whole truth but i only saw that once because it's a rough one but yeah it was a really good movie and reading all about this kind of reminded me like oh yeah that was a really good
1: you movie. know i didn't see it and so i think I oh would you be should watch but, it yeah. also she won the oscar for That's it right. so it's a that. really good performance Ugh. all right <laughs> thank you ever that was awesome and, and awful and awful but really interesting you guys, you can check out Monster anywhere, yeah, and, you know, uh, Prime Video. Yeah, you that can definitely stuff. rent it if it's not streaming somewhere for free. And, yeah. of course,
0: you can check out Leap Year, which is uh, on HBO Max yes. or Hulu with subscription. Um, we love you guys so much. Yep. And we will see you next Tuesday. Actually, we oh, won't. won't see
1: you. We're taking a break to get ready oh, for, for our, our big big. Twenty Reveal. We got a big reveal. Guys. We got a big reveal. But so we'll see you. We won't see you next Tuesday. <laughs> we won't see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, bye, bye, guys. Love you.